Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year. It's the first show back from the New Year. A dumb moment there. Yes, yes, and yes. Happy New Day. Happy New Year. Uh, happy, I mean, it, we, 2024, like we're here. We are here and we are present. Give me one second. Got a little difficulty. Hold on. And we're only two years away from the bicentennial country. Hold on one second, one second. I'm trying to get my signal together, so bear with me. All right, y'all, thank y'all for y'all brief, that brief little intermission there. You know, I... Uh, <laughs> So here's you know, Thursday. Oh, go ahead. So for one who set goals for the year, you actually have two extra days this year. Huh. It's a leap year. It is a leap year. I was always taught that leap years was magical, and this and if whatever you do in the leap year. Because it's a leap year, it's going to leap everything. It's going to catapult it even further than what you could imagine. That's what I was taught as a youngster. So wow, like that's your beautiful. Was on a leap year, on a leap day, then you're kind of stuck. So that means we get uh, 29 days in February, right? Is that what that means? We lost you for a minute there. Oh, I, yeah, this not, so on Thursdays, I just want to give a shout out to one of my sponsors, which is Good Samaritan Health Clinic. We uh, feed the pots, that's an acronym for people of the street. We feed the pots every Thursday and make toiletry kits for them, so that's why I am reporting live from Good Samaritan Health Clinic, where they go into the community and they help them um, with all their medical needs. So it's a great program. Um, it's a long wait list, but if you get in there, it's a wonderful program, health and dental provided at no cost to low cost. So um, it's income-based health care facility in Atlanta. There's several throughout Atlanta. But I was asking, because we're in February, because I mean, we're in a leap year, February we have 29 days, right, instead of 28? Correct. But because of, Got you to. know, not quite 365, it's like 365. 65 and one quarter, three quarters, something like that. It turns out that there's like 366 days, 67 days this year. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, turn up then. But before we get started, I just, Mary, you've already said it. We've done Happy New Year. This is that time of year we're doing New Year's resolutions. People are getting good habits and getting, um, they're doing good habits and goals and, uh, vision boards and all these things. And one thing I wanted to do differently this year was to see what my son wanted to do with his year, 
how does he want his year to go? How does he want his school year to go and all the things? And Mary and I was talking, guys, and y'all know we always get wrapped up and talking about our kids, but that's what the show is about. It's a vitality vibe. And my vibe this morning is my son, Gage, and my nephew. Uh, <laughs> um, I can, all I got is Adrian on the name. Why can't I remember my nephew's name this morning? <laughs> and uh, Mary's kids this morning, David. David and Ariana, they're homeschooled, and um, Gage goes to actual school. And the difference is the peer-to-peer activities and communications on what the children, how they intercede. And we were talking this morning, like I said, I spoke to Gage um, on New Year's Eve and asked him, you know, hey, what do you want to do tonight? Because you know, as adults, we may want to party or sleep. I'm always sleep. The last three years, y'all, I have gotten all gusted up, and I'll be looking good in my sequences and my heels, and, baby, I fall asleep and, and before the new year can get here, and I wake up like 3 in the morning like, oh, God, I was supposed to go out, and I didn't make it out. And this year, I was like, I'm going to stay up and see the year because my son wants to stay up, and he wants to see 2024. He wants to stay up. So I said, Gage, what do you want to do? Why do you want to bring in your new year? He says, Mommy, I want to bring in a new year relaxing. I said, oh, yeah? He said, yeah, take me to a spa. I want to get a massage. First of all, your nephew is 10, and he wanted a massage to bring in a new year. Baby, I called around Atlanta for about 30 minutes. I found a place that was still open. His favorite uh, massage is a reflexology massage or on his feet. And it's really good for neurodivergence. It's uh, really good to help calm the nerves. And anybody can benefit from reflexology. So get into that. But um, he wanted a foot massage and a, and a body massage. So we found a place that was still open at 10 o'clock. They were still open. And I was 30 minutes, well, 27 minutes away, 30 minutes. And I called them and I let them know, hey, I'm coming with some people because my friend Audrey, I woke her up like, you want to bring in a new year with us? You want, to, you want to go get a massage? She was like, you know what? That's different. Yeah. So I let them know, hey, I'm coming with three people. You know, we'll pay you extra. It's not going to bring in a new year. And you know what? They were so accommodating. They was like, yeah, there's a couple people in here that want to bring in a new year like that. So we went and we enjoyed ourselves. Arthur and I both got our massages. Gage got a 30-minute massage because uh, about 13 to 15 minutes into his massage, he was knocked out asleep. And that's okay, because that's how you want it to be. And I also asked him more about, you know, what are your goals for the school year? He says, Mom, I just want to go to school, and I want to, um, I want to, to just be better at everything. And I said, well, you got to pick some specific things. Uh, on what you want to be better in. Do you want to be better in math? Do you want to be better in reading? Do you want to be better in sports? Do you want to be better in communicating with your peers? He says, yeah, mom, all of that. I want to just be better. I go, wow, that's beautiful. I said, well, something I want you to work on is just being aware of yourself. And when things at school are right or are, are wrong, voice your opinion. He says, well, Mommy, I don't really have to say anything all the time. I said, why? He's like, I don't really say anything at school. And then I'm going to put that right there because, Mary, I want to bring you in and tell you how on point you was when you are when we spoke this morning. He was like, hey, what what we talking about today, girl? And, and then he was like, well, you know, I had this going on. And I was like, you know, as I got to thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, that is true. So Mary and I had a conversation this morning, and it went along the lines of when people, oh, let's, let's bring it back. Our children are at school, and their representation of us, and their peers are representation of their homes and their families and their upbringing. Why is it that children who are exceptional they try to limit them by making them do what the other children do to fit in, i.e., talk in class, answer questions, ask questions, um, go to lunch and be with a crowd of people in a noisy environment, um, attend, 
you know, play sports and maybe that's not their area of interest or expertise. So we ask a lot of our children in general, superpower and non-superpower. And all children are exceptionally well at something. As parents and as uh, leaders in our community, it's up to us to literally go out, take our children and their good deeds and their good things that they do and their areas of interest and the areas of expertise and the areas that they excel in and literally give them a blueprint or create the blueprint for them to follow to better enhance these things. Now, with Mary, her children are homeschooled. Kudos to you, sis, because I would love to do that, but I would probably go crazy because they go to school online. They're they're in front of a computer with a teacher, but they're at home That's, doing it. Okay. It's a hybrid. Virtual learning. Okay, this is hybrid, virtual learning. Thank you for correcting me. So even with virtual learning, because virtual learning, Gage wants me to sit next to him the whole time, and they have virtual learning coming up next Friday, and I'm already dreading it. I'm already trying to see what teacher is going to be home that I could set up Gage at their house, seriously. Because he wants me to sit right next to him and just be with him. But when we go to school, y'all, he doesn't even want me to walk him to class. He runs ahead of me because so, he don't want me to walk him to class. And every Thursday, I go to his class. I talk to them. I motivate them. When they're doing their first work in the morning, I I volunteer and just help them. And the rest of the kids love it. My kid is like, girl, why are you here? And his teacher let me know the, uh, uh, a couple of Thursdays ago before the break. I came to the – and he was like, she doesn't even go here. Why is she here when I left? And he says it's embarrassing having his mom there. But what I am trying to create – is an environment where he is comfortable at school and he's comfortable to be himself. Now, he is definitely comfortable at being himself, but sometimes he gets a little out of pocket, a little rowdy, and I want him to self-regulate himself. Sometimes that it means mom shows up and shows her face. But sometimes, more, more than often, he is going to have to self-regulate himself and learn his triggers and learn his ways to cope. Now, teachers, if you're listening, for the mommies raising the babies with superpowers, it's okay that they're not talking to you. This does not mean they're not learning. This does not mean they're not grasping the information that is put out. This does not mean they're not engaging. The number one rule is, Honey, they probably already know it, so they don't want to be engaging in things that they already know. Two, if they're like David and Gage, they got to wear clothes, so that's a problem. So they're focused on the damn tags in their shirts, the clothes on their body, the shoes on their feet, because they want to be free and they feel restricted. So talking to you is not freeing. It's even more restricted mentally. They're already restricted physically. And then when you have kids um, that are self-regulating and they stem, the teachers want them to stop doing it because it interrupts the rest of the class. How is my question? When they're not talking with Gage, he flaps and he maybe claps a little bit. He flaps more than he claps. And I have one of his teachers like, Gage, could you stop doing that? Could you stop being silly? And I'm trying to figure out where this sister got her education from because if you did early childhood education, you took a special needs class and their cues and behaviors that they have conditioned you to look for. Am I right or am I wrong, Mary? You are 100% right. And, you know, I was thinking about this and brought this up. Do you really want these kids to interact in class? Do you want them to state their opinion? Because if your facts are wrong... These kids are going to Listen, Gage has told one of his teachers, I don't like the way you smell and your breath stink because you're not talking to me in my face. But you want him to talk, and then you say he rude when he told you what was on his mind. Now he rude and disrespectful, but that's not it. 
he's direct and honest as David is, correct? Oh, he's beyond that. <laughs> We're working on the filter. Filter's not there. You spell something wrong, he'll tell you. Oh, yeah. They're human smelling bees. Gay spells better than I do. They check our work for us. He does. I'm okay with that. I'm definitely okay with it. It lets me know that he was, one, paying attention. Two, he is able to communicate effectively. Three, his spelling is great and finance is on point. And four, he is helping me be better. So, of course, he's going to go to school and do that. But if you have said, Gage, don't. Don't do this. David, no. Can you sit down? Can you put on a shirt? Can you um, can you do this? Can you do this when I need you to? He like, man, I'm overwhelmed because I've done nothing that I wanted to, and I'm doing everything that you need me to do, and it's still not good enough. So let me shut down. So let me not talk. Let me not speak. Let me try not to move. And let me just make it to 2.30 until my mama come pick me up because y'all have drained me completely, mentally and physically. And now I don't want to be here. What time is lunch? Without having these problems that they have, listening to the constant nagging. It reminds me of like a wife and a husband. Don't do this. Don't do that. You're doing this wrong. Like when they're doing dishes, oh, don't wash that first. Wash that first. Do this. Put it here. Put it here. That's what it reminds me of. Like, when did my son marry you? Can they do anything right? But you have the kid next to him that's, you know, a regular kid without this label, bouncing around like a little top, and you don't say anything. It's like they have this label, so your pinpoint target is those kids. Absolutely. And I, I want to say this one thing to the teachers. If they're not communicating, don't assume there's something going on in the household first. Just seek the understanding of the child that is in front of you. Because I had a, a teacher that come out, it was like the second week of school. She come walking to the car, Miss Reynolds, I need to have a conversation with you. I said about what? Is everything okay in the home? First of all, lady, don't, you, you just met me two seconds ago. Don't ask me nothing about it's okay in my home. What is the behavior that's going on at school so I can let you know what's going on? Well, Gage is sleepy a lot. Okay, well, he gets up at 4.15 and he goes to the gym and work out. And I try to get some of this energy out of him before I bring him to you. Now, if you want me to bring him to you without that, I can do that. Oh, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Absolutely not. No, ma'am. Because he is a ball of energy as is. And yeah, yeah. So like, don't come to me with the what's going on in your household? Because I asked her, well, what's going on in your household? Because I'm the one and the two. <laughs> so <laughs> she and I have a great relationship now because it's wording, it's wording. So when you have concerns about children, be mindful. One, all parents are sensitive to, about their children. I don't care what it is. Two, people are emotionally driven when it comes to their children. Three, depending on how you word things, it can go right or it can go left. Be sure that you are mindful when your mind is full of teachers, leaders, uh, practitioners, uh, educators, all the fingers. Yeah. So um, I do have a question. When it comes to school online, how many hours are they in front of the screen? Mary, I can't hear you. Are you there? Yep, sorry. I had to talk for a minute there. Oh, no, you good. Well, listen, you already know how we roll, honey. If anybody has never listened to this show and this is the first time, baby, we are mothers on the move, okay? We are moving and shaking throughout the day. <laughs> so, so thank you for just listening and being with us. But how much screen time are they in front of the screen? How much? How long is the duration of each class? Um, They have... Some classes that are only 15 minutes long, but they have a live lesson that's a, an hour long. But a lot of what they do, this is where I'm fighting with the school on this, because they're supposed to spend 
on average about six hours a day on screen time. Between all their live lessons and schoolwork is six hours a per student. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. I, that's a lot for me. Yeah. And you want me to I sit still. Like I don't spend that much time on the screen. And so I print out a lot of their schoolwork, and we do it manually. Yeah. And so the school, it doesn't track their programs that they're doing them because it shows that they're away from their, their keyboard. And so they're not getting credit for their schoolwork that they're doing. Now, when they do virtual learning, uh, when Gay says it's not very often, he is in front of the screen from 7.15 to 11 the first go-round. They break for lunch. They have, like, virtual PE and stuff, and they come back for, like, another duration of, like, four hours, three, four hours. Child, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. So I know my kid. He doesn't sat there all this time because it's amazing. Can I go to the restroom every class period? I'm like, you just want to get up and, and stand around, shake around? Yeah. I said, okay, well, let's do that then. Let's do that. Well, like, in, even if it's written in their IP, they need that. Like, I, got, I told the teacher where to go yesterday. Um, so it's written in her IP that she can ask for a break. And she is required to give her one. And they were playing this up You know, it's the first day back from break. She didn't feel good. She's been sick most of the vacation. And so she asked the teacher nicely because it's a personal one-on-one, her and one other teacher, that's it. It's not a whole big classroom flow. And she asked her to stop the video. She refused. Mm. She wasn't listening to her at all. So Ariana covers her ears. The teacher's response is, you're going to have to uncover your ears and listen. As she's crying and almost hysteric. Oh, no. When I bring it up, she completely lied about it, denied it. So now I got to record all of her classes to prove that this teacher is just a witch. And don't listen at all to what Ariana says. Yeah. And see... For me, when I'm learning about Gage now, because, because listen, even though he is in a classroom setting, they're still on the screen. I found that out uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I saw you know, they're back on it this morning. So they do, like, ELAs, whatever that means. They do those practices, and they have, like, a series of things that they do, like their my learning, and they have to do so many modules on that. So it's, it's, it's weird because, like, the teacher teaches kind of, but the computer is still teaching my kids. Yeah. So why do we need to buy yeah. all these supplies for the kids, for one? Facts. Facts. And yeah, do away with the school supply list. Why the hell are we – why are teachers there then if they're not even teaching? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's like I guess I they're there to get a qualitative figure. I'm going to send you a copy of it. Um, I put together a Google spreadsheet. You know, in brick and mortar schools, if your child has an IEP, you hand your teacher, you get a notebook, and the teacher fills it out every day. This is what he's struggling with. This is what happened. Incident report, things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Teachers fill yeah. it out. The school that we're in, they refuse to fill it out. And I've literally created this drop-down menu, this whole sheet. All they literally have to do is put in the blank and just click on yeah. the blank. Put everything actually that would happen, could happen, good and bad, in there. And they don't have the time, and it's too cumbersome to keep me in the loop. Mm. And then they tell me, well, because you're, you're, you're right there. I go, no, I'm not always there. Ariana doesn't like me there. So she likes to do it by herself. She's trying to learn independence. Mm. So they are literally refusing to, to do anything to uh, communicate. 
So let me ask you this. When when they're in that type of learning environment and I, I know he they have IEPs, how does it work with the with the person? Because see like Gage has a person that comes in and kinda help him, like his aide. So how does that work? Do they send somebody to the house or that's you you become that person? It depends on where you live. Like I qualify for one, but where I live there aren't any available. Where you live, there's a bigger city, bigger area, more people. You might be able to get one to come and help you because he's got one there. So in my world, I'm that for my kids. Yeah, uh, the, the county made my day and broke it in a matter of a second because they're like, you qualify for this, but we don't have any available. And what about um, ABA therapy? How do you feel about that in school? My kids have never done it. I I have researched it. I have studied it. I believe children need to be taught how to respond in real life. And they need to be able to think for themselves. And most part, ABA therapy is a puppy dog training where you're teaching children how to respond on command. It's a form of brainwashing, really, is all it is. You're not taught to think for yourself. You're not taught critical thinking. You are literally taught to sit and respond. Okay. I can see that. I I met this guy that was an ABA therapist uh, that came to help Gage's swim team um, because he does this swim program called Sensory H2O. Shout out to Coach Adrian and Swim Life Fitness. That's also one of our sponsors. Um, she has created a school, a swim school for children and adults with uh, special needs. And her her people go on their swimming in the Special Olympics. So shout out to Coach Adrian um, and all the amazing things she does. Coach Adrian Wesley Swim Life Fitness. And um, what I found out when the therapist came there, he his approach was a little different. I get the command, how to respond and cue on command, but what it was for him was saying, help engage, self-regulate, and then letting him know, like, certain behaviors that he do are alarming to people or people are not aware of it. So just be aware of yourself, not to stop anything, because now when he stems, it's not so much, like I said, it's not so much as the clapping anymore, but he still kind of flaps and he says he's getting out the energy, and he kind of, you know, shakes his hands, and I ain't mad at him. Like, sometimes I got to shake my hand, too. So it's, it's a that's why I asked how you felt about it, because, yeah. I, you know, he never tried to restrict Gage from anything. He just wanted him to be aware, aware of his movement and his body language. And then when it came to come to his actual behavior and his attitude, um, you know, he helped out a lot, but I wanted to get him in it because one thing, and this is this is no shade, Mary, and this is none, none of the other things, but one thing that works for you that I don't have, you're in a two-parent household. Although I know sometimes you are still a single parent. That's why I said this is no shade because I have friends who are married, and they be like, girl, my husband is the, the third kid or the fourth kid. I got to keep him together, too. So sometimes there is no help there. There is no support in the home. But also, um, you you can uh, agree with me on this one, is that where we live and the limited resources, that we got to go above and beyond and create the things that we need. <laughs> I create a business based on the fact there were no resources where I live. Girl, I got a whole yoga studio and a whole studio space geared for sensory uh sensory activities and kid things just so my kid can have a, a, a thing, all the yeah. things. And your swimming thing, that doesn't sound like ABA. It seems like a modified version of it. What I think it is. Of That's ABA. what I'm saying. He, he modified it. He modified it uh, because he came into her program to offer this, to offer his area expertise to the parents, and then he kind of works with them a little bit. 
So yeah, it's right. definitely modified. That's why I was saying there are different levels to it to find find the part that works for you or that you know that. But go ahead. Sorry about that. Um, traditional ABA is where you literally force them to like. Okay, for instance, um, we had a worker that helped out in the house, and she trained in ABA. And her big thing was is David had to sit at the dinner table to eat. Well, he explained a couple of years later why he doesn't do it. It's too much. So he goes and sits by himself and eats, and I don't care as long as he eats. But she would literally pick him up, force him to sit at the table. Always, that's all she kept doing until he finally agreed to sit there. That's what ABA is. You make them do what you want them to do. You force them to do it. And if they do it, they get a treat. Usually it's candy, which is why so many kids are overweight, especially autistic kids. Because you force them to do what you want them to do without that exercise. You know, the thing is, is that, you know, so many parents make these comments online about how their kid refuses to go. They're freaking out to go to these, these therapies. You don't think twice about it. I'm sorry, but your kid don't want to do something, and they're scared to go. They're upset to go to the point they're hyperventilating. You need to start looking into what's going on in the center, especially like when mm-hmm. I, some of these ABA facilities, the parents aren't allowed to be there. I am not taking my three-year-old child and handing them over to someone else that I don't know that I can't supervise. I don't even know who you are. Are you nuts? Mm. That makes sense because Gage, he don't know you or he's not comfortable with you or I, I didn't introduce you in, to him. Or he not been, you get no response. I yeah. had people tell me, I think your son needs to um, be evaluated because he doesn't talk at all. Girl, look at Gage and be like, why you ain't talking to this lady first? Because I didn't have anything to say and I didn't, I didn't feel the need to say anything. And then they look at me like I'm crazy or they tell me, Gage need help with reading. And I look at Gage and I pick up a book and I say, read this book. And he reading on, on sixth grade level. And they look at me like, I say, it, it, listen, warm up to him. You can't force him to do anything. One here, Aries. Two, they're stubborn and they're bullheaded. And when they know something, they know it and they remember, remember it forever. So please don't try to reiterate it or teach it again because I already got the information stored. So now they looking at you like you crazy because they're like, well, I'm not here. What's going on? Why are we doing this again? What grade is he in? He's in fifth. So he's reading, you know, basic books. Mm-hmm. It's class. So he's bored out of his mind. Definitely. You know what I got him for Christmas? And I had parents tell me, don't get that for him. I got him a VR so he can live in whatever world he want to live in. He's he been working out. <laughs> On VR, he's been playing Roblox. What do you say? We have to connect with Ariana and him on Roblox so they can talk to each other. But no, yeah, yeah, you know they're reading, you know, pop can pop stuff like that. He read the fall and decline of the Roman Empire last year for fun. And mom got tired of reading it. I lasted a whole chapter, and then I bought the audio book. He's arguing with the audio book that the pages on his in his actual book don't match what they're reading, and that don't Google match it up. <laughs> oh my god, I love it! Yeah, you know, like he, Gabe, he wants to go. And, yeah, I think I was told, told you before. He builds bikes every afternoon. He don't feel like doing this. He's he gonna go build a bike. Yeah, and he'll read books on how to do it. Definitely read a book on how to do it. <laughs> David's his new thing more is, so he watched, is he's into um I bought I found a bunch of books at a at a new store on construction so that Andy can take his um uh, the certifications to be um what do you call it? A um contractor. Hmm. <laughs> reading that stuff. He's reading how to do electricity and wiring. I'm like, no, I don't need him reading that book. I don't need him burning my house up, trying to figure out how to change the car. Listen, you talk about him burning your house down. 
I got a little uh, a little warlock on my hand, baby. He liked to burn candles, sage. He his mama child. He or my daddy said, you left candles burning down there the other night. I said, I didn't leave no candles burning. He was like, yeah. So I have an altar set up in my closet for my mom with pictures of my mom on there and things that she used to like, like her favorite cigarettes, her favorite beer, um, some water, uh, some notes. Like I leave my mom notes or whatever. And I have fresh flowers on there, and I have some candles. He lit the candles for her. He said, he called her Nai-Nai. He said, Nai-Nai wanted the candles lit. And he was burning Palo Santo. I said, why would you burn it? He said, to clean my energy. I couldn't, I can't argue with him. <laughs> but don't burn my house down. That's why I buy, I have a wax warmer. I put the candles on that. Because Ariana's mm. the same way. She likes candles. She likes to light candles. They and then you know they know how to cook. They're independent. This is what I'm going to petition for. For anybody who is listening on the sound of our voices today, we're petitioning to have home economics placed back in school. Because that way our children can learn how they want to learn. Because that is something they're interested in. They're interested in making, molding, shaping, cooking, creating using their hands that's how they they want to learn they want to see it and they want to be able to do it hands-on they learn better hands-on yeah they do you know like david one day he decided he's gonna build the ecosystem by that i mean we've got the desert we've got the sahara plains we have this this and this he literally went through my spice rack, took all my spices. Sage is mm-hmm. like sand in the desert. Mm-hmm. Rosemary and thyme is like the, the prairie grassland. All <laughs> over my living room was the ecosystem. Yes. And you know what? Away. Anybody else? Yeah, you got to walk away. But anybody else, Mom? Then them children would have got scolded. They would have got in trouble. Uh, I think I was telling you about it Christmas, uh, coming up to Christmas. As soon as Halloween was over, like two days later, he's like, Mom, we need to put up a Christmas tree. I'm like, Gage, let's let's wait. No, we got to put up a Christmas tree. It's Christmas time. We got to put up a Christmas tree. Put up a tree. Put up a tree. December 2nd, we had a tree up. December 3rd, he decorated that tree. It was beautiful, y'all. December 4th, he took every decoration off and says, Mom, I'm going to wait till it's closer to Christmas. I don't want the decorations on it yet. Okay. Was all I could say and walk away. That's why all you can do? About what? <laughs> yeah, why am I going to get upset because he decorated and undecorated? I didn't have to do it. He did it. Mm-hmm. And if this that's year what he wanted the, the role. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have it lit. It, the lights bothered David. He didn't want it on. So, it was just there. That's okay. Uh, Gage's dad, they never take their tree down. They decorate it for every holiday and everybody's birthday. I think that's so cute. It's cute, but how dusty and dirty that tree gets. No, no, no. They take it down and whatever, you know, like, um, if they need to clean it or whatever. But they literally put it up and... um, I threatened to do that in my house. I just don't have a place big enough to keep it. Gotcha. David has now taken over the living room as his room, his space. Mm-hmm. It's just we. We as parents, we're doing a lot. And I know teachers always say, your children are with me more than they with you. Well, baby, we shaped them and mold them before they got to you. But because they're with you more than they're with us, you think you would instill a little bit more greatness into them instead of saying, you need to stop doing this. No. Because Gary said, Mommy, why do you always say no? Everything I ask you, say no. I say, you know what? I'm sorry that I tell you no. Would you like me to tell you yes sometimes? He say yeah. Or either explain to me why you're telling me no. I was like, dang, he right. I can't just be like knowing that's it and knowing that's final. Because he's like, girl, that ain't here. 
that I don't understand that. Don't, yeah, make it make sense. sense. Mm-hmm. And like, if you tell them, well, give me a minute to figure it out, they have internal timers. I think my biggest pet peeve, teacher, doctor, adults talk about these kids like they're not even there. Oh yeah, that 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 right there, that right there is disrespectful, and it teaches our children how to be disrespectful, and it teaches the children that, dang, I can't even trust my authoritative figure because she's talking to me like I ain't right here, like I'm not, I'm not here. They got feelings too, y'all. They're, they're children, but at the end of the day, they're little people. They have souls. They have brains. They have inner uh, battles, just like you do. We got to start giving our little people a lot more credit than what we do. They come here with a lot of stuff already downloaded, okay? That's it. They were you know, learning from conception. Oh, yeah, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. No, David's very smart when it comes to psychology because I thought he was asleep because he'd crawl in the bed with me. No, he was asleep. He was awake. What? Let's think of it. He just lay very still. So to this day, he will tell you psychology doesn't work. I know how this reverse stuff works. Try again. And he'll reflect mm-hmm. it onto you with you just because he can, because he knows how. Yeah, no. One thing I can truly say, they don't make teachers like they used to. A lot of people are in positions just for the check and the love for children, for children and being scholarly and helping them grow and figure out all the things. That's that's gone. There, nobody's passionate about it anymore. So I see why a lot of parents turn to alternative solutions such as homeschool, virtual learning. Um, it, even, uh, listen, Gage's in fifth grade. By the time Gage finishes sixth grade, and um, sixth grade, I may let him go through middle school, but I honestly want to re- withdraw him from school, hire a, a teacher to, to travel the world with us so he can do cultural learning and really study abroad on other things. So there's so much more than just the U.S. of A. And I think that will help them be a more real, well-rounded individual for me personally. Because one, he loves to travel. Every time he travels, he's reading facts. He likes, if he knows we're traveling somewhere, he, he will Google it and learn facts about the space, what, you know, the place we're going, the language they speak, the food that they eat. He loves it. And guess what? I didn't have to force him to do it. I only said, we're traveling here. And he's like, oh, well, let me look it up. Let me do my research. And that's how he goes. That's how he, that's how he goes. I think it's a better learning environment for him anyway, because it's something that he put together. The knowledge that he seeks, he knows what he wants to learn because he knows he's going to use it or he's going to store it or it'll catapult him into something else or another area of interest. So when it comes to your children, think outside the box. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was agreeing with you 100%. Mm-hmm. Think outside the box. Mary taught me that very well. I was saying, I think Gage is lazy. She's like, he's not lazy. He's unmotivated about the task you put in front of him. And guess what we started, Mary? Shout out to Auntie Mary. She says, Mommy, you know I don't like getting up early. I went to bed late. I said, well, you went to bed late because we were home at 830. We cooked dinner, all the things. We was home at 830. I said, yeah, be in bed at 9. At 10 o'clock, he was still trying to see what I was doing. I was folding clothes. He came in there. I'll help you fold clothes. He fold clothes last night, y'all. Folded clothes last night, and then he says, um, "Can can we can we do something?" He was like, "Can we just do something? I don't want to go to school tomorrow." I'm like, "No, you're gonna go. Maybe in a couple of weeks I'll let you take a day." 
It's okay. I said, listen, there are certain things you got to do. I said, we're going to start this jar. Got a jar. It's a pretty big one, too. I said, for every time you clean the bathroom and you don't leave your underwear in the middle of the floor, you brush your teeth without me asking, put on deodorant without me asking, you you can set your own alarm clock and get up. I said, for every task that you complete, I will put money in this jar. I said, sometimes it's going to be a dollar. Sometimes it's going to be $5. Sometimes it's going to be $10. I said, sometimes it's going to be $20. I said, we're going to let this grow. This, I said, your attitude and your participation in this household will determine if you get to go on your vacation on on spring break. He said, so if I set my alarm clock and get up on time, I get money. I said, yeah, how much money you want to get? He was like, $3. I was like, okay. I said, if you bathe, because you know our boys, don't, they, they bathe twice a week or something. I don't know what's that about. Um, he's like, I just bathed a couple of days ago. I'm like, boy, get in the shower. Um, I said, if you bathe and brush your teeth, Without me asking, I'll put $5 in. He was like, oh, $5? I was like, yeah. I said, you can do your homework to your best ability, and then I'll get you help and go to bed on time. I'll make sure you put $10 in there. I said, and this is the money that you can use on your trip to spend it however you want. I said, with the money that we save in, in this jar, we'll buy your plane ticket, and you can spend the rest of it. I'll take care of the hotel. Y'all, when I tell you this morning, this was last night he went to bed. Now, he did set his alarm clock, but he did not set it for 6. He set it for 6.30, so we was a little late because I relied on his alarm clock this morning. But it was all okay. He got up. He got because Mommy ironed for the week. Last night, I ironed for two weeks. But he, I normally iron for the week. He got his clothes, put everything on, put his lotion on. He said, see, smell my breath. I brushed my teeth. I rinsed it, and I swallowed. I didn't ask for all those other things, but he did it. It's a bonus there. And then he said, yeah, exactly. And he told me, did I do good? Did you put my money in my jar? I was like, dang, Mary told me to put marbles. <laughs> but money is his motivation, and that's all right. Yeah, he is helping. You'll forget about the money aspect of it. You'll forget about that jar. Mm-hmm. Mhm. You'll just keep doing it. Yeah. Yes. And it's a positive reinforcement, and it's something that I reward him. And I told him the moment that you don't do a thing, I said first your first round, I don't put any money in. The second round, you get a warning, and I still don't put money in. That third one, we take money out. No, don't take any money out. Well, you better make sure you own it. The best part is, and now it's a fun. Yeah, you're gonna do it anyway. You're still gonna take the trip. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm still gonna take. He doesn't know that. Yeah, exactly. That's the best part. Is you know, it's a win-win no matter what. But it's a bigger win for you mm-hmm. because you know, that's what we do at our house with marbles. And the jar gets a little bit bigger. For sure. But it's fun to see them happy and enjoying doing household chores. And you don't have to yell at them to do it. Don't have to yell at him to do it. And that's the best part right there. The absolute best part. I never had to yell at him. I simply look at the jar, honey. And this is just, we're just one day in. Even this morning, I looked at the jar, honey. He looked at the jar, and he was like, let me let me go ahead and get my life. I need to say anything. Let me get my stuff together real quick. Yeah, that's the best part. I love that. I love I thank you so much for even just helping me um, get through it. It's hard. You have to out the smart, the smart. How to negotiate. Whew. It's like negotiating with Paris sometimes. 
It's worse. <laughs> because a terrorist, you're going to shoot at the end of it. You can't shoot your kid. <laughs> Smoking like a true bitch. <laughs> I'm Army. Sorry. I'm a big I know. Now I can't smoke like a toothpick. But it gets to be, it's more stress yelling at your kids on a daily basis to get them to do little things than anything else in the world. And then you walk that line of, is it really worth fighting with them on? And then you just let it slide. And then you start this huge slippery path. And I've been there. I've done it. Where you let them slide and slide and slide because it's just sometimes so much easier to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. But then you're not helping them because they know that they learn they can get away with this by just wearing you down. And so you have that even bigger mountain to climb than the first time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Absolutely. I just be laughing at him that most of the time. Like I'm just I'm grateful that he's my son. And people be like, um and then be like, uh, oh, man, I don't know how you do it. And I look at their kids, I'm like, No, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> my kid my kid's sufficient of it. He's sufficient. Self sufficient too. Oh, girl, help me with the cooking because, you know, he loves to cook. As David do, he says, I'm going to grow up and be a chef because, you know, he don't like silent letters like me. And uh, I said, you want to be a chef? Yeah, I'm going to be a chef. He made pancakes and, and turkey bacon this morning by himself. And you know then what asked I- me, could, could I make his lunch? <laughs> no, make your own lunch. You already made breakfast. You might as well make your lunch. I went and bought David at their oven and a hot griddle, so he could cook like it a up. like a hot plate or the the on the griddle. Yeah, he cooked his burger um, and bacon on the griddle, but he cooked his pancakes um, on the stove. He cooked his pancakes. You know what? I lied. That wasn't this morning. That was he cooked pancakes on the stove another morning. Honey, all this insta stuff. So there's a company out that you literally. Add water to this pancake mix and put it in the microwave, and it makes pancakes in like a minute and fifty seconds. I don't necessarily want him to use that all the time, but it it was satisfying for him to use it because I rarely use the microwave. But he was like, I just wanted to cook my pancakes like this. It was day before yesterday. He cooked pancakes on the griddle, but he made his burger on the griddle and his bacon, and he loves to put bread in the oven. That's why I buy a toaster oven. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a toaster oven. I should probably use that, too. We've been using an air fryer. He likes that. But now he, at 7 and 8, he was all about the air fryer. 9 and 10, he's all about the pots and pans. He wants pots and pans. He wants to do it. We made spaghetti the other night, and he literally made his own meat. He rolled the, um, we used um, Beyond, I think. I think we, uh, I could be wrong. It's it's beyond and it's something else. I forget the other one. We used one of those and he like rolled his meatballs and seasoned them and cooked his noodles. And um, he asked me to help him with the blender so he can make fresh sauce. So he, tomatoes, onions, garlic, cilantro. Like he made made it, y'all. He was like, I saw this on YouTube. I wanted to do it myself. The cool thing is, is that Gordon Ramsay has that Master Chef Junior show. A couple of the mm-hmm. kids that won it turned around and made their own kitchen supplies. And they're really cheap. So it's a smaller version of what we use, so it fits in their hands better. Spatulas and scrapers mm-hmm. and whisks and things like that. I bought the whole set for my kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gordon Ramsay has a set. Yeah, well, yeah, they're MasterChef Junior sets, but they're just smaller versions of the adult size, and they're really good quality. Mm-hmm. And they're not that expensive either. It's like a, a set of them is like 20 bucks. No, oh, okay. All right. 
Walmart or Target or what? Walmart has a version of it. Um, Target has some. I think just about everywhere has them now. And what's really cool is they have a set of measuring cups. Instead of having a different cup for each one, the cup, it, like, folds up. So, like, you stretch it out, it's one cup. Fold it in once, it's like a third of a cup. and keep going a half a cup, a fourth, you know. You have one cup. Mm-hmm. Cut down on the dirty dishes. Yeah, we're getting to wash the dishes because he just tried to wash dishes in cold water. I'm like, no, sir. <laughs> no, sir. Yeah. He misses the luxury of a uh, dishwasher. I want a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. They have nowhere to put it yet. But, like, David's into the kick. If I don't have the ingredients that he needs, he'll substitute it. Like, he wanted to make blueberry muffins from scratch. So I was out of blueberries. I was, as far as they knew, I was out of food coloring, so he goes and gets the blue paint to make the blue, make it blue. But that is literally, you know, what makes these kids so great is that they're in, innovative and they're willing to do things outside their box if you just shut up and let them do it. Instead of nitpicking everything they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I'm just grateful as as how he is developing even if it is at his own pace, he knows what's best for him sometimes, even more than I do, because it's for him. Part is, is no matter how mad you get, they know exactly when to come over, give you that smile, give you a hug. Mm, I love the hugs. Especially when they had an aha moment for themselves and they come show you what they did and they, thanks mom for, for pushing me. Thanks mom for believing in me, girl. I'd be about to be in tears, but I'm a gangster, so I can't cry all the time. I cry in the car. Yeah. <laughs> he, you know, you know, and he'll come back. I'm really sorry for being rude and mouthy. I was just upset because you wasn't listening to me. I'm like, dang, you got to listen to him. That's it. I think it's even so much greater for us because, you know, we didn't have that with them when they first started out. But we are almost on a day. We are. Mary, Mary, thank you. First day back, we on fire, girl. I'll be sending over... um, the remainder of the month, because I did that for the month, just my topic so I can stay on it. I just want to give a shout out to uh, Optimize My Life. Thank you so much for coming in and optimizing my life to full capacity. Shout out to my psychoanalyst therapist, Mary. Okay, thank you. Therapy is muy importante, and I think everyone should try it out once or twice. Um Shout out to the Hope Collection. Bob, happy new year, brother. I don't know where you are or if you're on here today, but we love you. We're praying for your speedy recovery. And, you know, everybody in their respectable places, thank you. This show cannot run without Mary and the supporters and uh, the Boy Scouts and um, the Army, really, (laughs) the armed forces. Like, I just thank you. Um, Continue to tell a friend to tell a friend. Listen in. It's always some valuable information, some wonderful life lessons. And if you're lucky, if you're lucky, you'll get to laugh out loud a time or two. 
But thank you so much, Mary, for the opportunity and this time, this place, and this space. It does. You know I love y'all. Keep being amazing on purpose. Join us back here at noon for family time with Bob Olson. And for now, have a good day, have a good night, and we'll see you back here at noon. Bye for now. Peace.